Hello, everybody. Welcome back to All About Titans, the podcast uh, where we talk about a bad show that nobody watches. I'm your co-host, Trevor Drinkwater. And I'm Jordan Haas. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Trevor Talks Titans with Jordan. Yeah, that's what it's called. Your exciting Uh, Titans show. This episode is a little late because of me, uh, because watching this show and talking about it gives me great spiritual anguish. And yesterday I was feeling the deep sickness in my soul, a little too heavy, and I just couldn't go through with it. But here I am today. I watched the show. I did it. We're talking about it now. It's season two, episode nine. It called is. Called Atonement? Atonement. All right, cool. Atonement. Atonement. <sighs> boring this is boring episode i, I love this episode it was a fantastic yeah I, episode. I knew you're i knew you're gonna fucking say that you said on twitter that it was the best episode which you say about almost every episode so it means and nothing the to me i don't like you love i don't get it yeah well i wouldn't say love i wouldn't use the word love to describe anything about this show uh the last two episodes that you really hated I thought were pretty good, like by comparison to the other ones, which you inexplicably like and aren't good. So uh, <laughs> we're a real, we're a real odd couple here, folks. We just can't agree on anything. So, oh no, no, we can agree what, on something. We can agree on something. What you ready? Did, what did you like about this episode? What uh, there is? It was just really just seemed like a big pile of who gives a shit to me i wasn't interested in almost anything that was going on uh i know i asked you a question and then just kept talking but no, that's okay. uh, Keep going. <laughs> uh, uh the i did like it when uh superboy killed all those cops that yes. was cool everything else uh boring stupid don't care lame 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 joke. not exactly jokes but a bunch of little lame kind of uh, bits and pieces of things that were sort of supposed to be amusing but weren't. I just don't care. I didn't care about anything in this episode until all those got killed, and then I was like, okay, that's one good yeah. scene, I guess. Uh, well, I like it because Beast Boy has more lines this episode than the entirety of the earlier parts of season two. But Beast Boy sucks. Fuck him. Get get rid of him. He doesn't even need to be on the show. I don't care. I wouldn't care if he never had any lines. <laughs> and uh, I thought that was pretty funny. Also, uh, it has everything people want. You want you want. Remember Superboy's butt? What if we had more of that? Don't care. You get more of Super <laughs> Superboy's ass. What? And and what this I like is, this about is why this, I, this is why you love the show because Beast Boy and Superboy's butt. No, oh, no, the, re- the the reason I like this episode is basically everyone's like, yeah, Dick Grayson fucking sucks. <laughs> and they like, okay, the best hey, part. They've all been, they've all been saying that for the whole show, and, and now they finally fucking leave. It's great. <laughs> no, but okay, so the whole the whole uh, narrative of everybody hating Dick Grayson just gets more and more incoherent to me because so. Everybody was already pissed about... I mean, all the old Titans have been pissed at him about Jericho all along, right? Yes. Uh, That was sort of the understanding we had. But, excuse me. So right at the beginning of this episode, he admits to them that he was lying because he apparently told them before that Jericho had already been killed when he got 
got there uh, when in reality Jericho was still alive, but he got killed. Correct. Which doesn't really necessarily sound worse uh, because either way, uh, Dick got him killed, but not just Dick because they were all complicit. So that's one reason why it kind of doesn't make sense. Even though Dick was kind of leading the charge, you know, they were all involved in uh, manipulating Jericho and they had also told him the truth already by the time this happened and Jericho chose to stay on board. So there's lots of reasons why them being mad at him uh, seems a little bit unfair, but also um, the fact that he told them this lie, which is weird that he lied about it because the the fake version of the story doesn't necessarily sound better. Uh, And now when he tells them the truth, now they're really mad at him. But uh, I just don't, (laughs) there are just lots of like elements of this like i feel like they started out with the premise that everybody hates dick because he did something fucked up and then worked backwards from there and then there's just a lot of holes in it and then this episode really put a fine on that because it's like okay he tells them the truth even though i thought that the truth was what they were already mad about but i don't know It, it just feels weird and perfunctory to me a plot focuses on B on Beast Boy. B plot focuses on nothing. Nothing. No, nothing to say about that. Can't no, because no, you're telling the truth. I mean, I can't like argue. Like, well, no, you're not. It's fucking yeah. You're right. <laughs> okay. I, I can't go. Well, I disagree. A plot was uh, was Beast Boy with Gar, uh, with a uh, con. B was Hank and, and Don back in Wyoming. C plot was Starfire and uh, Fade, and then. Yeah. That's it. That's like Dick Grayson's barely in this. Raven's barely in this. Like like Don is oh, barely Raven's, in this. The Raven's characters barely I do in the not show like at all. are not in this. That's why I like it so much. <laughs> I mean, the TLDR uh, the episode other... is just Dick Grayson's a fuck up. That's basically the entirety of the episode. Dick Grayson fucked up. But we already knew that. Like, fucking, when are we going to move past it? They've all known for five years that Dick Grayson fucked up. They've been mad at them the whole time. But the the whole reason that they came back, they all got back together in the first place is because Deathstroke was coming after them. And now they're just kind of like, oh, well, fuck it. We're all going to go back to what yeah. we were doing. Or, uh, we're a team. When, when, when are we decided? When are we going to? Just move past it and, I don't know, deal and fight the bad guy. I've had enough of this bullshit. Exactly. No, you're exactly right. And that's why this show fucking sucks. <laughs> like, this whole story arc is supposed to be Dick Grayson and the team beats Deathstroke. Like, that's supposed to be it. And then suddenly it's like, here the, the last two episodes have been nothing more than just, oh, yeah, that's right. We should probably, like, have some sort of fringe to make sure they're they're in, they're broken up. To make sure that there's a, like a splinter in the team so they don't work together. So it creates some sort of like barrier because we killed Dr. Light. There's no necessary need. If, but they've already done that. They've already had the, they've already done this like three times before. How many times are we going to have to go through this? So the group breaks up and then we have to contrive to get them all back together. <laughs> so have you it seen any gets, of those DC, uh, and, have you ever seen those CW shows? Have you seen like the Flash or Arrow? I've watched them a little bit. I never got super into any of them. This is basically a major gripe with with those shows as well. It's the uh, Barry leaves the team or Oliver Queen leaves the team. 
and then oh i fucked up i gotta get back with the team it's shit like that and it's all annoying it's all frustrating shit it's just that fucking frustrating piece of shit but now in a television show where they're allowed to say fuck and also uh they add another little wrinkle in this episode that's going to make it even more ridiculous when inevitably all get back together is deathstroke uh he meets dick and he gives him an out right he says like oh if you get uh you know i'm done uh, i'm done fucking with you but if you put the team back together i'm gonna make all of you and at this point it seems like the team doesn't want to be together so it's kind of a win-win they stay apart and none of them get killed but Obviously, uh, in the rest of this, and they're gonna have to contrive to get them all back together. So Deathstroke's gonna come after them again, and then they're gonna have to fight them. But, but so it's four more episodes be, to explain and all that's that. Just, <laughs> and that's just gonna be even more reason for everybody to hate Dick because Dick knows that he can protect all of them by just not doing the shit anymore. But he's gonna have to do it, or else there's no show. Yes. Uh, so yeah, four episodes. Four fucking more episodes to try and build the team back together, and then they all fight Deathstroke. Can this be done in a coherent way that spans maybe 90 pages, considering I'm, the amount? Of, no, it won't. It's going to be a fucking god-awful finale. I'm just sick of every hating dick. I mean, I hate him as a character in this show, because he sucks, but it would be cool if maybe he sucked a little bit less. And everyone hated him a little bit less. And they could be a team and we could get on with the show and maybe it could be fun. I'm sick of this fucking bleak, sad Titans. Everyone's sad all the time. You know? So the Teen Titans is supposed to be fun, guys. Come on. It's the pizza party. Let's see some action. It's pizza party. It's the let's meet the... Also, this is the West Coast. Like, if there not there Titans? Where's Moss and Menos then? If you want to go... Where's Bumblebee? Where's where's the bee? Where's the bee? don't try to get them to shoehorn more characters into this. They don't even know what to do with the characters they have. <laughs> so you're telling me the show fucking sucks and this is no redeemable show at all. And this is slowly but surely just killing my love of Dick Grayson one episode at a time. Well, you know, there are, <laughs> there are little moments uh, like the, our, our beloved, uh, a scene where crypto catches the missile in his mouth and, and throws it back I, I at uh, the SWAT the team s- guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Scene on the struggle session Discord, and then Leslie responds with, uh, "Jordan, you're not really doing a good job not selling me on the show." Yeah, I- exactly. You're at you're actually doing everyone a disservice uh, by posting stuff like that because if I had never seen the show and you showed me that GIF, I would think, "Hey." That show looks kind of fun. It's really silly and, and fun. I want to watch that. But actually, no. That was just one uh, fun moment in an otherwise bleak, depressing slog of boring shit and terrible acting. That's why we do the it's recap. Not, it's, not, it's not representative. Well, Leslie isn't going to listen to this, okay? <laughs> not, not everybody is going to bother to listen to He has to do to like four episodes podcast. a session. He has to do a Vampire Castle. He has to do a, a Watching yeah. Watchmen. We're doing a disservice to the non-Titans watching public by representing it that way. We're here telling you what scenes are good, what scenes are bad, and it's mostly batting one out of 20. 
So, yeah, so far there was one good part. It was the part with the dog and the missile. Uh, everything else is pretty bad. Oh, no, the dog with the missile, and then uh, besides dog and missile, it is Superboy, Superboy killing the cops in this episode. That was good. Yeah, and laser beam. And laser beam eyes blowing up the... the... Eh. All right. Uh, Agree to disagree. So here is uh, also Batusi. Uh Bruce Wayne doing the Bertuzzi. Okay, so here's you, the you hate you hated that part. People seem to love it. You loved it. Oh, I, I didn't say that I loved that part. It was fine. I mean, you thought it I was know. silly. You thought it was like silly. See, anyway, here's the fucking recap. What don't happened. put wor- words in my mouth, okay? This is what's going to end up. I'm going to end up dead by the end of the season. It's not going to be like he quits or I quit. It's just going to end up. I'm dead. and We can't do the podcast anymore. You're you're going to be the uh, Luthor SWAT team, and I'm going to be crypto. That's what's going to happen. Oh, no. Why can't it be like a Doctor Light scenario where it's just like oh, I'm just dead in a car for no reason? If that's what you want, Jordan. If that's what you really want. Why can't I just get like? Why can't I have like a good death sequence? Why can't I have like the Aqua Lad just step into a a bullet? (laughs) All right, that to getting blown up by a rocket (laughs) by a dog. (laughs) Yeah, come on. So the episode is, of course, uh, season two, episode nine, Atonement. Start from the beginning of the episode. (sighs) Here we go. Dick Grayson admits he lied to people about Deathstroke and at the park. He then lied about Jericho's death. Yet again. Hank punches him in the face. Rose then leaves the tower. You killed my brother. Jason Todd leaves with Rose. You don't decide what I do anymore. This causes Donna to be out as well. Raven joins Donna. Hank and Don decide to leave the tower as well as a couple. Beast Boy remains, admitting you fucked up, Dick. Starfire then gets a text from Fide. Uh, Dick wonders if Corey is bolting too because of said text. In a nice montage, we see all of the people leave the tower and go to various cars or taxis. Fide picks up Starfire in a retro 1970s car. Dick Grayson gets sad. Cue the theme song. Do, 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 do. Just fuck off. Fide is the, uh, Fide is the royal guard guy from Tamaran that we that was trying to bring back a a Starfire in a previous episode. Yeah, he got locked in the spaceship at the end, I guess. So after the theme song, Fide left the ship, escaped, and talks about Blackfire now owning the crown and is trying to kill both Corey and him. There was a coup. Corey's ship is gone and on fire. Raven and Donna are in a car. Raven does the goop thing to tie up Donna in the back seat and then leaves. That's the last we see of Raven this episode. She's gone. She's off the show. We're never going to see her again. Goodbye, Raven. Thanks, Goop. Uh, back at the tower, Beast Boy gets a spoken role. He's aware they're all left, wondering why Dick is leaving. He is to watch over the tower and take care of Connor. Dick Grayson exits by elevator. Garden pets the dog, Crypto. We now have a fun scene. We follow me on this. It's fun. Day one, Gar is a dork. He sees his pinball machines. You see all these video game shit that I think comes from the Doom Patrol television show, and he tries to do I, like a Star Trek. I hated. 
I hated all of this. This whole sequence of Gar. <laughs> I, I loved mean, it. Just ab- abysmal to watch. I loved it because he's such a dork. You see, he represents the nerdy audience that might like Titans. You know, they love the Funko Pops. They love. Yeah, it's extreme. Exactly. It's extremely condescending and awful. They bad, love, bad television. They love going to San Diego Comic Con every year and spending three thousand dollars to be miserable. He then picks up his smartphone and reads it like a Star Trek communicator device, complete with Starship, day one. He picks up a bunch of dirty shit. Yeah, you know that thing that all you nerds love to do, pretend you're on Star Trek? (laughs) Especially in the DC universe. So then he makes some coffee, a nice green juice blend, and then he punches the bag in the gym. Uh, You really going to take us through every moment of this little montage? He cleans the kitchen, and then... He ha- has a, a nice sticky note that says, fitter, happier, more productive, spelled M-O-A-R. He spells more the, the internet way. Hey, you nerds, you know how you like to do that kind of bullshit? Well, this character is just like you. He, he, it's, he writes those same kind of mantras like I write whenever I'm in a, like a really low spot and sad. He then reads a tale of two cities to a Connor who is asleep and I guess in a coma. I forgot why he's in a coma. I thought he already got rid of the bullet and the sun, whatever. He needed a few more days, I guess, to recuperate. I don't know. Day two. Uh, it's June 22nd, apparently, in the, in the episodes. June 22nd. He repeats the process, but now he skateboards to the kitchen. He loses interest in some things, and he wears a toe-eye animation shirt. He uh, he has his little sticker says always look on the bright side of life and starts reading Frankenstein to Connor. Hmm. That is sticky he- note is a uh, Monty Python reference, I believe. Another nerd thing. Are you guys getting it? The yes. character is a big dork. So he read- it yet? <laughs> so he reads a tale of two cities to Connor, representing the the differences between Lex Luthor. And, and Superman, and then he's reading Frankenstein because of the creature, the monster that is Connor. You get it? See, it's it's oh, wow. really Damn, smart. That's that's fucking deep. I really understand this this really intelligent show. Uh, day three, he drinks the whole pot of coffee. He makes some pesto. He doesn't even make a like a smoothie anymore. He starts playing video games like you you would on a laptop computer. He eats the controller for a moment, then the pizza, then Crypto eats the pizza, and then he breaks character with a smile when he's supposed to be in a miserable state. He writes multiple affirmation stickers that say, all work and no play makes Gar a dull boy. Name the movie! Uh, he then reads Hickory you, Dickory you Dock. Me to na- what's the, uh, what's the uh, deeper meaning behind Hickory Dick Dock? Jordan, what's the symbolism there? Well, if you've seen Watchmen before, you know the, oh, the, the Jesus Doomsday Christ. Clock represents Good the Lord, minutes. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, in Wyoming, Hank and Don repair their burnt house. I guess it's no longer burnt. Uh, the, stu- the structure is fixed. The lamp is the only thing still unsalvaged. Hank wants to move out of Wyoming and has a bad feeling about returning to the scene of the crime. Don wants to stay, but it comes across like they really just want to fuck in that shed. Back at the tower, Gar is by himself. 
Suddenly, Connor wakes up naked and says hello. He makes a friend. Connor eats a comical oversized bowl of cereal with milk. Man- Manchild Connor's back, asking, how did I get here? And where am I? No, no cell. Uh, so then... In this iconic scene in the movie, I have to. I have this great. I have this written down here. We are heroes like you, aren't you, Superman's son, Superboy? I'm Lex Luthor's. Well, nobody's perfect. That was what we call comedy. It's a, an example of the great comedy writing on this program. This laugh a minute program. This laugh a minute comedy show. There, then we get to reveal the note card uh, that Dick Grayson sent. Call Bruce when naked guy wakes up. Because he's getting oh, I, he's I'm naked. Pretty, I'm pretty sure that was Gar's own note that he wrote down because uh, Dick, the earlier scene, told him uh, to Do call it. Bruce. Uh, so and he said, oh, this was another very funny moment. He was like, Bruce Wayne? And Dick is like, no, Bruce Springsteen. Oh, man, that's a burn. He got burned by Dick Grayson. And, plus the, and the delivery was really exactly how Trevor said it. Like, exactly that way. It wasn't even like a smart-assy, ha-ha, in, in your face. And maybe they should hire me to play Dick Grayson and not Jordan, ever. Oh, oh well... So Gar then calls Bruce Wayne, <laughs> but the phone's disconnected. Meanwhile, Corey and Fide goes to a gas station. Fide wants to drink a Yoo-Hoo. Purple Goop then goes into Fide's ear. Oh, and Fide makes a Big Lebowski reference. And Starfire's like, you've been watching too much TV. Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> uh, what these they're supposed to be aliens. They don't have any kind of like culture. Fidei's like, don't of, you know what it's like to, fuck, to find a stranger in the Alps? <laughs> I they they take the whole Starfire Tamaran alien mythology aspect and make it so boring by making oh. have giving the aliens just regular human speech patterns. They talk about human stuff like Yoo-Hoo. Fidei's like, get me a Yoo-Hoo. Give me you a know? Yoo-Hoo in this. <laughs> and he's like, make dropping. Like- dropping big lebowski impressions what uh references i mean like what the fuck is this supposed to be aliens be a little creative i guess if you're trying to be aliens the the gimmick you're supposed to be is black panther meets black exploitation because that's all because black yeah and it's fucking bullshit like jesus racist of you jordan i Look, I'm not saying it's racist. I didn't, I didn't even I didn't even notice that they were black. Uh, I don't see stuff like that. You don't see color. I don't I don't think about uh, M- people much that like, way. You don't see the color much like you don't see the spaceship. The spaceship in yeah. the episode. That's right. Uh, <laughs> so the goop is in the ear. Okay, Gar then shows Connor the training room. We're back at the t- tower. Connor wonders where the Titans are. Gar explains that they are taking a break and gives a monologue about the importance of sticking together while punching the bag. In a comedic laugh-out-loud moment, Connor punches a hole through the bag. Then we go back to Wyoming. We're at a karaoke bar. A guy shittily sings all by myself with Don and Hank in, in the room. As they have a fun date, they then go up on stage and as... Frank and Sean, not not Hank and Don. Frank and Sean. 
And then they sing yeah, Ain't yeah. No Mountain High Enough in a filler segment that lasts two minutes. I was heavily looking at my phone during this portion of the episode. They can sing. It's like, God, get it over with. They Jesus. could sing. I basically was tweeting, so I'm with you on that. Uh, they could sing. They were happy, smiling, angry ladies watching over. In the parking lot, they smooch by their car, and then you wouldn't believe who stops by. But Ellis's sister. Remember the boy at the horsey thing that I completely forgot about? Yeah, apparently there's a whole backstory with that kid where like they helped him get off of drugs. Uh, and his it was his shitty sister's junkie boyfriend that got him on the drugs. But now his sister, who we've never met before, is back, and he's pissed that hand on for getting uh, her brother killed. Yes. I don't know. There's a whole thing going on there that we're not really privy to, but also, who gives a shit? And he confronts about the death of the brother, get in an argument. She threatens them. At least they remember that kid died. Back at the tower, Gar and Connor play video games! Uh, Gar loses at video games. He's a scrub. He's a, he's a casual loser. He can't beat the video games. But then Connor... Connor uses his superpowers to be really good at video games somehow. So that's just uses how his powers to beat the boss and wins the game. The video game, you know, like the arcade beepity boop video games. Oh, I don't know. I I still hate it when they, when TV shows and movies do video games because it's never like modern games like an Overwatch. Yeah, I thought uh, the way I read it, I thought maybe it was supposed to be like, like kind of one of those indie developer type of games that like looks retro or something because Gar's like the type of dork that you know would play some weird game like that but i don't know i didn't think too much about it wouldn't it have made more sense to have like cuphead or something that would have like been a great prog placement it would have had to to license that though instead they just had their you know their special effects team make a little five second shitty animation of some like asteroids rip off and uh call it call, call a day so because Connor's good at video games, this makes Gar want to be friends with the, the monster. They become good friends. Gar welcomes Connor to the Titans. You're a Titan now. Connor thinks he shouldn't be because he's because bad guy Lex Luthor. Actual stakes and consequences are now explained of why he doesn't want to be a Titan, which actually makes him a great character that does not belong in the entirety of this television show. Great character is overselling it a little bit. Well, he's a character that actually is just explaining the stakes. I shouldn't be a hero because my dad is Lex Luthor. This makes no sense. Like everyone else is just kind of there. At least he's like like not a one dimensional character in this regard. Then we go to okay. A, to Superboy a... so far is about as one dimensional as a character could be, almost <laughs> by design. He like has the intelligence of a child. The the only thing he knows is that shit about Lex Luthor being his dad, which he thinks makes him bad, so he shouldn't be a hero, right? And quantum mechanics. But then, but then Gar reassures him that everybody has a dark side or whatever, and he's like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. Now we get to <laughs> now we get to Kane, Nevada. Kane, Nevada, yeah. folks. You've heard of this. Yeah. Kane, this. In this neighborhood that is clearly not in Nevada, there's so much green vegetation in that neighborhood. Like, definitely wasn't filled. They could have just said like any some other state that's not you know primarily desert, 
and made it believable, but no. It has to be in Bakersfield, Nevada. California. In- yeah. <laughs> this, this, yeah. This brief shot we saw of the outside of Deathstroke's wife's house could not be less like Nevada. So Dick Grayson's knocking on the door and Jericho's mom answers. He apologizes to her for the death of the son. Five years after the fact. This is the atonement of the episode. He then lies to the mom about what happened with Jericho and Deathstroke. He fucking sucks. Didn't how did he lie? What do you mean? He he said that I killed him. He oh, he's not he's not lying. He means that. He feels as though he killed him because he's blaming himself for it. He doesn't mean that he literally personally killed him. Uh, so then he they ended the Titans anyway. She didn't accept the apology of what Dick Grayson did, saying it's self-serving. There is an option, though, if he wants forgiveness. Go into the room in the front door. He then peeks over and enters. It's Slade Who could Wilson, it be everybody. in there? Oh, my God. It's Deathstroke. It's everyone's favorite TV dad, Slade Wilson. <clears throat> it's over. I won. You took my family and cast them into the sea forever. So I took away yours. Uh, he And then Dick Grayson goes, he was better than the rest of us, and we all let him down. Slade then pain grunts. She tells Dick Grayson to leave. He gets angry and yells at Dick Grayson, our war is over, but if you put, ever put the Titans back together, even for a weekend, I will kill every last one of them. So stupid. Uh, Deathstroke becomes even less coherent in this episode. None of this makes sense. Actually, now you mentioned it, this, that was a pretty bad scene. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so, like, uh, first of all, how exactly did he win here? Uh, The reason everybody got mad and left is because Dick admitted to the shit that happened five years ago. It wasn't really anything that Deathstroke did that caused the team to break up again. In fact, it was him that kind of got the team to come back together in the first place. Uh, And then they ended up just abandoning... Uh, trying to fight Deathstroke and all left because they was realized De- that Dick Grayson's an asshole, which they already knew. Was Deathstroke's so, entire plan make sure Dick Grayson does not put the team together in a confrontation to Deathstroke? Because I thought that was like one of the reasons is you didn't ask us to fight Deathstroke as a team, Dick. It was just you, and then Starfire just ran up there to help Jason. Like, that's it. That was the only two people it, who helped. But, Everyone else was at that, the park, you fucking liar. <laughs> But that had already happened a few episodes ago, and they hadn't left yet. Uh, the reason the reason that they finally left him is because he admitted the thing about Jericho, which wasn't even... It didn't even make sense that he lied about that in the first place. We already talked about that. Wouldn't that make it, more it, sense to like leave? Like, you fucking lied to me about being at the park. <laughs> you piece of shit. Like, that would have been cause yeah. for it. And that was so much yeah. of the sense why he would get pissed. Like, it's all going according to plan. <laughs> Yeah. Whoa, what fucking and evil it, villain shit's this? Yeah, Deathstroke didn't actually do anything to break up the team. It was all just Dick being a shithead. So what the fuck is he talking about? Why doesn't he, like, kill somebody? His, isn't that his thing? He's a killer. Tried and failed uh, to kill, um, what's his name? Jason. Yeah. Uh, and then it's like, all right, well... The, the team broke up and Dick is sad. So that was what my real plan was, actually. 
He's just taking credit for shit he didn't even do. He's a shitty debate dude. He's one of those shitty online <laughs> debate heads. Well, actually, I'm not even mad. So you you just replied to me. So that shows that you're the one who's actually mad. I actually win. Deathstroke does kind of seem like a libertarian, though, doesn't he? <laughs> I mean, it, it makes sense. <laughs> the age of consent laws are important, my boy. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, in the comics, he's a big age of consent uh, denier. <laughs> <laughs> and you would think with all the millions he makes off these like bounty hunts, he would at least afford a much better home. <laughs> oh, well, so that's his wife's home, presumably, because he had a different he's we've seen him in other houses. Yeah, the Wintergreen shit, right? estate. But but so so what do you think is going on here exactly? Do you think that his wife has like accepted him and he's returned to her or like is he just did he just kind of go there and sort of like I don't know like she's too scared to ask him to leave or whatever? Like what okay. do you what do you think's supposed to be here's happening? A, here's there? a really good plan. Okay. So I'm going to be hiding here watching television. You know that Dick Gracie boy is going to probably show up any hour now and just feel all sad and upset. So I want you to basically open the door and say you don't forgive him. It'd be really funny if you say, if you go open the door. And then kind of like a big surprise party. Instead of saying surprise, I go, it's me, Dick Grayson. I hope you feel oh. bad. So you think he was there just waiting for Dick to show up because he's such an evil genius that he knew that Dick would come there? Is that what's supposed to be happening? <laughs> No, but this is the shitty Titan show, so I'm guessing that's what the writers wanted to do. That's 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 what I mean. I'm uh, yeah. trying to figure out what is supposed to be happening there. Because my first thought was like, what he and his wife got back together, which uh, I thought would be because the case. he's like because you know, he is been. the one. I mean, because he is. I mean, on balance, uh, Slade is still more responsible for killing their son than Dick is. You know, Dick definitely was a part of it, but uh, clearly. Clearly, Deathstroke is still the uh, the bad guy there. You know, I'm in right? quite a scene that establishes that they were together, and maybe like the stakes of like they established that Rose was one of the kids, and Slade's like, "I need to find Rose. Where is Rose? I think they're at the tower. We need to work together. I promise I won't hurt her. I just want to bring her back to your arm. Like something like that would have made a lot more sense of why he was there in the first place. They could have uh, had some kind of plot. Or I don't know <laughs> something. Really this something happening sense of why he was in this there. show. Because uh, if I was you know, Deathstroke, you know what I thought? I want to grab Rose. Wouldn't my focus be? Oh, I broke up the tower. Everyone's leaving. I know they're leaving. Find when Rose shows up and grab him. Yeah, I mean, he was hiding in the tower, like sneaking around, leaving little clues and weird and shit to fuck with people. You know, he could have. I like, left your soda here, so you get really, really mad. I got. Oh, <laughs> oh like so really maybe is that what, oh, I, Okay, so is that what thinks happens? Does he think that the whole team broke up because he like uh, left like a soda? and stuff yes and like a- yeah like he's a really <laughs> shitty internet troll he's like on ms paint creating really shitty like tw- tweets that never existed completely wrong so, font oh, and okay. everything <laughs> oh you so see that your, makes a little bit- tweeted really bad right <laughs> that makes a little bit more sense if he thinks the reason the team broke up is because he like set up a weird little scavenger hunt for them uh, <laughs> uh, uh um so now we gotta also, go back to the tower uh, was it established earlier in the series that like uh, Hank is like in recovery for addiction? 
Is he like an alcoholic or something? Because uh, Deathstroke leaving the bottle of scotch or whatever it was to fuck with him, that would make more sense. And then also the scene later in this episode, I guess. Yes. Uh... <laughs> so I guess so. I guess Hank's. I guess Hank's supposed to be a recovering addict. That was probably in one of those back episodes from season one, but I just forgot. Well, uh, he wasn't a grief counseling that drove him to be an alcoholic. I think that was the only established right. part that he was a drunk. And that and, was it. And we, well, we also learned in this episode that, that kid Ellis that got killed, they were like helping him with addiction or something like that. Through the power of horses. <laughs> Back at the tower. All right, all right. I'm I'm hold I'm holding you up. Get get this over with. You really want this? Back at the tower, Gar shows Connor San Francisco. <clears throat> in his words. Think of San Francisco like oh, one God. big, totally immersive, three-dimensional, interactive, multiplayer video game, and you are player one. This is just a um, Jordan Peterson dirt dork, isn't he? He's like one of those Jordan... Real life is just like a, a video game. Like, you know how in video games they create an environment that looks like a real life environment? Well, this is like that, but it's real. It's exactly it's, like Watch Dogs 2. <laughs> Your job is to make sure nobody uh, gets hurt and everybody stays safe. He talks about how he wants the Titans back together. Connor wants to know the power that Connor ha- uh, Gar has. Gar explains he can turn into a tiger. Not any animal like in the comic, just the tiger, because we have to. Yeah. Assume. We have seen him turn into other animals, though. He was a snake in one episode, in right? In the first episode of season two, we saw that happen. But other than that, it's just been the tiger, right? And then in another scene of, yeah, just the tiger. And then in a scene of another comic gold, Connor then says he has no clue what a tiger is. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, that's awesome. Oh, what's What's a tiger? Yeah, he so then he knows getting arrested. He knows quantum. He knows quantum physics and shit because he has all of his debt. His dead Lex Luthor's intelligence or whatever. Wouldn't he have he the mind? Know what a tiger is. Wouldn't he have the mind <laughs> of Superman as well? Yeah, he's well, supposed Superman to know everything. League. That- Justice League has like Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's biggest adversary is Cheetah. Like you can figure out point blank what an okay, animal that- looks like. You don't even need to know any of that to know what a tiger is, though. It's basic knowledge. Like, even if you did. <laughs> so, is, so, I thought he was supposed to know everything that Superman and Lex Luthor know, but maybe it's actually just certain things, like little memories of Smallville it's and also quantum memory, physics. Which I think is a bullshit writing excuse, which I hate. <laughs> Oh, he doesn't know what tiger is, but he knows the exact milligrams necessary to revive somebody. That's that's you know what? That's great. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make sense in the first place that he would have any of their memories. That's obviously not how cloning works, but whatever. So a guy is getting arrested. He's screaming for help. He's getting hurt by the police. Connor then becomes an anti-fascist icon by throwing a cop in the air and Hero. Chokesl- <laughs> And choke slamming the other one. The police then shoot at Connor, and he doesn't accept any of those bullets. He gets PTSD from his time in Smallville, throws a car door through a windshield, and slams the cop between doors. Crypto then tackles the other cop. Another cop car uh, runs in the middle of the street where Connor stands in the center and uses laser vision to blow up a car. Boom. 
Jason Todd suplexing a cop season one, Connor blowing up cars now. I think they should just be an Antifa group. I think there should just be an Antifa wing of the Titans. It's just Jason and Connor, and that's it. Well, yeah, I mean, the Connor obviously doesn't understand the complexities of the situation. He's just been told that a hero helps people who are being hurt, and he sees a guy being hurt by a cop, and is like, oh, I need to go fight. Because he doesn't know what cops are. So it's not like he has, he has any judgment. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't understand the situation. He's like, oh, guy being hurt by other guy, you know. Meanwhile, Corey and Fide eat pie in a place that it looks like oh, the, God. in the same setup that was the Bruce Wayne bar. They just added different decor. Uh uh, so then there is a question. Should they make peace with Blackfire or start a revolution against her? Keep in mind, remember, Fide got the purple goop. Yeah, it's Blackfire in his head controlling him. It's not really him. Yes. Back in Wyoming, Hank and Don. Well, in that scene, there's another thing. They talk about how, like, uh, uh, Fire had, like, an embarrassing toast at their cousin's wedding. Oh, yes. This is that place of Portland. I just, I, I just, it's, it really drives me crazy that they can't, like, no, the hair, the hair a, was an, awful. An, a, I had awful hair. They can't. But they can't envision an alien culture. Everything they talk about just sounds like regular human stuff. I mean, it would make sense if, like, the alien Sorry, culture keep, is like an Earth or something. Uh, but yeah, it it sounds like it's basically Earth, except everyone has superpowers and they're all black people, at least from what we've seen so far. I'm starting to think maybe you're being the one that's racist, Trev. Just noticing what the show is telling us. In the comic books, they're all orange, obviously, but uh, in this version, they're just they just look like black people. <laughs> uh, we we got to get like <laughs> we got to remember we don't see color here. This is uh, this is would it have, would it have been would it have been so hard to just uh, get some orange face paint for the actors, you know? Or you know, be easy couldn't to, have make or, them look like aliens, or keep or, or or make them black, but then like have like an orange glow. But that would require some CGI tinting. Oh, or or they just have them be orange in some scenes, but establish they have the ability to like, uh, you know, mask themselves to blend in with humans, so that they look like regular humans most of the time. I don't know, something like that. You know. Also, I thought you to, uh, the Tamarons learn languages through kissing. Does this mean Fide kiss like a, someone, and that's how? Fide learning. No, I, I, I don't think they're doing that in this. Uh, it seems like they all just speak English to begin. Because even when they're just talking to each other, they're still only speaking in English. So that, why, no would, point, why wouldn't they I be speaking realized. their native language amongst among themselves if they had one? I no, they just speak English. We're over 20 English. episodes in. We have yet to hear the words Zahal. So that's yeah. like, yeah, not, not, nothing that this is Tamarind. Uh, so we're back in Wyoming. Hank and Don. Hank is in the car. He's really jilted right now. He can't sleep. Hank didn't want to come back to Wyoming, reminding people of the scene earlier, because of that bad memory of Ellis. Don wanted to pick up where we left off before Dr. Light. Trying someplace new won't fix anything. Uh, it's the guilt in playing games. We met in grief counseling, says Hank. We are defined by loss. When we are together, we beat the shit out of people and pretend it's for the greater good of humanity. When in reality, terrible, all we're doing dialogue. is keeping the cycle of pain alive. 
hey, uh, right, guys, have you ever heard of show don't tell? Like, <laughs> these are these are these are things that you can establish through the action of the show. You don't need to have the characters fucking explain them. I do like the fact he explains it because they show that multiple times. <laughs> it's, yeah, in like, fact, Hank, the we, Hank uh, and Dawn of episode of season one was this explained. <laughs> As the audience, we understand this, and that's just, uh, God, it's so annoying. (laughs) Hank suggests they split apart. The world will be less fucked up without Hank and Don, and drives away. Don stays in Wyoming. We now go to some random dirt area. Fide takes her to the ship. Fide knew it was Blackfire all along before the big twist reveal. Fide wasn't at the wedding when I joked about your hair. She tries talking to Fide, who then tells her to do it. She uses her flame powers to burn Fide to a crisp, leaving only uh, a Star so, Wars hologram effect for a black fire. Why does she have to kill him? Like, it doesn't. He, so he, she kills Fide because his mind's being controlled or whatever. Yes, yeah, so the solution is clearly burn him alive. It, of Blackfire is just there and she's still talking to her so like couldn't she have just left his brain voluntarily like (laughs) (laughs) I don't I don't like I I kind of thought that maybe like uh I don't know I don't know what the fuck I think you're right it's It's like why would can't she do the I mean I thought here I think this is what you're trying to explain here Corey's biggest strength is compassion and her ability to talk to people in a way that can make them like go over any kind of mind manipulation. She didn't even, she didn't even try to convince Blackfire to like set him free or leave him alone. She just jumped right to killing him. It's just like, yeah, I'll burn you a crisp, whatever. <laughs> like, and what does that say about the relationship with Fide and, and Starfire? She has no, Corey does not give a shit about Fide. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess they're supposed to already be familiar with the type of mind control technology being used here and that they already know that, like, it's impossible to save him. Or something would be glad to. Have I heard mean, they that. they must they, they must they must they must know something that we don't, because otherwise there should have at least been some kind of bargaining process. Like, hey, let him go, or hey, maybe I can figure out a way to to set you free. You know, uh, Blackfire, please let my friend go. I prom I'll go there immediately. I'll go to the ship. Like something, like like some sort of negotiation. So hologram effect of Blackfire in really in like classic Star Wars hologram blue tint that that scan line situation it looks terrible it looks horrible uh the first time we see Blackfire in this entire series by the way she admits to killing the parents and Corey warns that she's coming for her Starfire then goes okay bye uh then the invisible ship blows up so setting up what I assume is just going to be a kind of side story for Starfire that's going to happen mostly off screen, I think. Like this uh, because been a good set for season three. Because yeah, exactly. Uh, 
unless something gets in Starfire's way and prevents her from getting going back home before she, or maybe that will happen. Maybe in the process of trying to get home, she's going to get tangled back up with the Titans again. And then this will set up the whole thing for season three. But I have a feeling that that's not going to happen. And what's actually going to happen is she's going to go and take care of her own business off screen because it would be too expensive to actually uh, show her whole space adventure. Well, Starfire, <laughs> I can't believe you went back to your home country, did a complete coup uh, over Blackfire, imprisoned her for a life of commitment, and then rebuilt the entire army. So now it's a it's a claimed democracy, complete with parliament, all in the span of three episodes. Now you're back. You're back. See, because if the writers weren't so busy constantly breaking the team up every few episodes, uh, we could have had this whole Starfire conflict get incorporated into the overall plot of the show and have all the team involved in it rather than it being something, you know, happening completely unrelated to whatever's going on with the rest of the team. But maybe they want to set that up as you see how they all have their own individual problems. But the way to fight your individual problems is as a team. Far, we haven't really seen them do that at all. Maybe it'll happen eventually, but... I think that was what they're always trying to go for, but they never nail it. They never try to hit that home. It is... It at some like, point like, have you ever seen like a kindergarten like like a like a preschool t-ball game like the ball is on the tee and all you have to do is hit it i have not i don't uh watch children play sports uh that's uh, a little weird that you that you do that every every day um uh, but, I, well, you know, I just like you know, i'm not i'm not here to judge i'm i mean i, I get those i mean all the, my, my friends now have kids so I <laughs> Yeah, okay. So, so, um, so didn't you see them? They maybe. hit the T. They don't hit the ball. They just hit the T. That's a oh. fucking show over and over again. Yeah, uh, maybe in season three, maybe by season four, the Titans will finally come together as a team and fight bad guys together. But um, also, who knows? Who knows? Also, the, the ship is back. We don't really get an outline of the ship is there. We're just told, yeah, this is where the ship is. No, 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 it was a different ship. It was a smaller one. But we don't like, remember. It was. It, was there an outline? We saw it, but it became visible, and they're supposed to get on the ship, and that's when Starfire turns and is like, "I know it's you, Blackfire." And then explosion. It's not. It's not the original ship that uh, that she came in. It's yeah, because like that caught fire. That caught fire. So yeah. then it blows up, and I like the effect because it really is just here's just air and here's like random oh, no no we saw the ship dude it was I did visible not see a ship you weren't using your eyes it was there i did not see the ship just like i don't I, see color i definitely saw the ship uh it, it was it was invisible they uncloaked it we saw it it was a very small spaceship and then, uh, then they, they had that conversation it. and then it blew up when it blew up was there like did you see any like pieces of a ship Yes. Okay, well, you've seen it more recently than I have, so I guess I'll take your word for it. She takes the car. I promise you, I promise it was there. All right. At the airport, Dick Grayson doesn't know where to go. He wants to go far, far away from people. Ticket office decides Greenland. It'll take a day. Anyway, he gets a one-way ticket, no bags, uh, gets his passport out, and a credit card. Cut to Hank at a bar. He orders a Diet Coke with ice. Back to Diane's tower, Gartrey is oh, calling Dick Grayson. He doesn't, 
Well, you left out an important part. He's drinking his Diet Coke. Then he turns to another guy at the bar and asks, like, you know where I can get some real shit? Presumably meaning, you know, heroin or crack or something. Do you know where any pedophiles are that could beat the shit out of? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Go back to Titan's Tower. Gar tries calling Dick Grayson. He is busy. He's still at the airport, and they're in last call at the checkout. Gar tells him something bad help and please call me back. Ah, because the incident with Superboy. At the airport, Dick Grayson drops his bag. The ticket is crumpled up on the floor. He walks towards police officers and beats the shit out of them. Uh, they take the tasers out of them, throws out the guns, flings them to the air, and then he puts his hands over his heads as more police stop by. He turns himself in. It cuts to black. So Dick has decided that he's too full of anger and uh, just kind of a, a piece of sh- a piece of shit in general. So all he wants to do is get in trouble and go to prison and probably fight more guys in prison, right? <laughs> I guess he wants to go. Which makes no sense. You know what? You know what? You know what I think is going to happen. He's going to end up like in jail with Superboy. Superboy is going to be there too, and then Superboy is going to break them both out. You know, it'd be gr- no. You know, it'd be fun. You know, it'd be fun. I, right? I, I'm just saying that that's what I think is oh, going to happen. No, it's going to get worse. I can. I now know what's oh, going to happen. I now know what's going to happen. And you know, when I say I know what's going to happen, it's going to happen. I think. I think my thing's going to happen. I think I'm right this time. Was Superboy in the prison with with Dick Grayson? I think Superboy's going to break them both out so they can go fight. Oh, oh uh, yes. uh, the bad guy. Or oh yes, oh, you're right. But before you, they're not. They're going to be blockmates. They're going to be cellmates. And not only no. that. Not only that. Oh, uh, well, now the no, memory no, magically think, of I, Superman. I, I this reminds me of a true. story about Flamebird and Nightwing. Let me tell you about that for ten minutes. Oh, okay, yeah, maybe. So then, See, that's the story of Nightwing, like you, which sparks the you're idea acting like, of Nightwing for Dick Grayson to be Nightwing. <laughs> See, you you were acting like you were contradicting my idea, but you're just talking about something unrelated. No, it's like it's just an elaborate of that. It's like not only did they break out of the jail, that's how he finds about Nightwing, the story, uh, the Kryptonian story of Nightwing. Yeah, maybe. And then that's and then maybe you'll get like a nice ten minute, or maybe it's the episode's gonna be called like Origins or something like that, Flame Bird. And it, oh, I, and then, th- and then you, you can project that the flame bird is Corey. I guess so. Here's what I think needs to happen to make this whole terrible season even a little redeemable. <laughs> I think that Dick, I think that Dick, you talked about how you think at the end, Dick is still going to go off on his own to fight Deathstroke and not work with the rest of the team, right? Yes. So what I think needs to happen is that maybe Dick does that, but he gets kidnapped. He 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 gets his ass kicked by Deathstroke and held hostage by him. And the rest of the team, even though they think Dick is a piece of shit and they hate him, they realize that they need to all go get together and go save him. And finally, uh, Dick becomes kind of the uh, damsel in distress character. And the other, the other Titans uh, discover, you know, teamwork and figure out how to work together and save the day so that they can rescue Dick with no help from him because he sucks. 
I think I think that uh, if the season ended like that, then it would kind of be like, okay. I think that would be like, uh, but I doubt they're going to do that. I don't know. Dick is probably going to save the day again because the writers are stupid. They can't. They can't write for shit. I'm. I like. I feel bad. Like we're sh- talking shit about these writers because I bet they actually are like probably okay writers. Pro- oh yeah, it's probably not the writers' fault. I mean, there's probably one person. I don't know who the showrunner is or whatever, but. Whoever's in charge of this show uh, has bad instincts. Um, uh, Jeff can't Johns, really blame... Greg Berlanti, and Akfia Goldsman. Yeah, none of those are the show, though. They're all too busy to be. Greg, Greg Berlanti produces like 20 different shows. Jeff Johns is like running DC. Uh, and I doubt that Akiva Goldsman is the showrunner either. He's kind of a high profile screenwriter. Let's see. But anyway, who, whoever it is who's in charge of plotting the show just has terrible instincts. Um, okay. Maybe some of the writers working on the show are very Greg talented. Walker. Greg Walker's the showrunner. Okay. Hey, Greg Walker, fuck you. No, I'm just We're kidding. flipping you off right now on this <laughs> I don't, podcast. I don't, I don't know the guy. He could be perfectly nice. Uh, uh, Greg whatever. Walker uh, is a consulting producer for Shut Eye. Uh, he's the executive producer for Vegas. Uh, I don't without a trace. He was an EP for Without a Trace and a co-producer of Smallville. Okay, it's fine. He was all. He also written three episodes of Titans: Origins, Asylum, and Trigon. The three good episodes. <laughs> well, anyway. Um... Yeah, we don't need to single out any individuals and be too mean to them. Yeah, here. we never single out people here, Brenton Thwaites. Oh yeah, well the actors—that's a different story. Brenton Thwaites can go fuck himself. Although we will give a nice shout to Kurt Walters, who does apparently listen to his podcast. Uh, good job, Jason. That's a, he <laughs> does listen to the podcast. You're crazy if you think that. Kurt, you're welcome anytime. Stop by. Welcome in the studio. How many people listen to this? What are the numbers like? Do do you see them? You want me to read off the number? <laughs> I'm just curious whether anyone actually listens to oh, this. Oh, people do listen. Uh, Jack from Fun Time Calls listens to this. And okay. you know the shitty part is? You want to tell you what a great friend my friend Jack is? Sure. He agrees with you. He does. Oh, he sounds like a smart me. smart guy. He's like, you know, Trevor's right. This show does suck. Nothing's good. And you keep watching. Why do you do this, dears? Well, well, you're not saying that the show doesn't suck. We both think it's bad. We both think it's bad, but for different reasons that somehow connect oh. into like, well, if you think it's this thing. So he, he understands that I'm the smart one and my observations are right. We have double saying. digit numbers. Wow. Two whole digits. All right. Two whole digits. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry I underestimated us. Thank you for listening, all uh, ten of you. Uh, it's great to have your support. We're, we we appreciate your support, your your dedication to this Titans podcast. So we have four four more of these to do. Uh, yeah, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Okay, I'm seeing the light at the end of the tunnel here. Get ready for a prison can, escape I, with Jason. I with- can do this. With Dick Grayson and Superboy, and Superboy explaining the origins of Flamebird and Nightwing, uh, so you can get the Nightwing. 
character that you wanted. And I like how rushed he'll be. They get like, yeah, it's Nightwing now. Oh yeah, he just said fuck think- Dick. He just said fuck Batman all of a sudden again and just went turned into. <laughs> Do you think we're gonna see any uh, uh, villains? Uh, when he goes to prison, you think we're going to see any more uh, Titans uh, bad guys that like Dick has fought in the past, and they're going to be like, "Oh, hey, Grayson, blah blah blah, we're gonna we're gonna beat you up in here," and then Dick Grayson will do the Rorschach thing and be like, "Oh, you're not locked in here with me, or locked whatever." Locked in here with you. <laughs> yeah, or uh, I mean, other way. I said that. I said that backwards. But you know what I'm trying to say. You know what? The, you know that fam- that that season one episode two with the guys who like to chop off people's dicks. That they'll be in there. The penis, oh. the penis uh, cutter people, the penis cult. And uh, maybe Wait, one of those I don't nuns, even, those creepy I don't even, nuns. I don't even remember that. <laughs> the creepy nuns that were that imprisoned Raven. Maybe them. I was thinking maybe some classic uh, Titans villains that we haven't seen on the show yet. <laughs> oh, yes. Maybe, maybe uh, Gizmo will be in there. You're going with the Titans villains. We're not even. We gotta get someone who her cheap to create. We gotta get cheaper villains. We can't get like we can't afford Gizmo, a Killer Croc. Gizmo is, Gizmo's just a short guy. He's just a dude. He's uh, pretty easy to do. We we can't uh, we can't afford a, big, a mammoth. We could probably get a big hairy dude and say it's mammoth. Yeah, mammoth is easy. You just need a big guy. Uh. <laughs> Oh, let's see what else we could probably uh like it's cheap a cheap one of those more more likely they'll just have like some kind of uh nondescript kind of criminal types they'll be like oh the famous dick grayson blah 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 we gotta get like a fearsome so, five member it'll be a fearsome five to it'll be, so maybe so we already got dr so shimmer we saw shimmer get arrested in chicago so Maybe it would be unlike also woman, women and men are usually in separate prisons. So uh, it wouldn't yeah. really probably wouldn't happen. So maybe we're right with mammoth. B maybe mammoth and gizmo will be in there. <laughs> one big guy mammoth. and one small guy. Where's our friend, Dr. Light. <laughs> oh, Deathstroke shot him. All right. All right. We got to wrap this up. That's, uh, yeah. That was enough. It. Wait, hold on. D- after, describing this episode in depth do you still think it was the best one so far no but you know i still like the scene with the cops getting hurt yeah i admitted that from the beginning i I liked seeing the cops get beat up and killed that was good uh more stuff like that i like dick grayson being up the cops dick grayson being up the cops was good too you know what best scene with dick grayson i mean that was fine on its own but i think that the reason the reason for it happening is sort of dubious it's like and then we end uh the this show with it's, it's, with climbing up the walls by radiohead yeah you guys it's, like radiohead. Always, i hope you enjoy it it's all and hey and there was a radiohead reference earlier in the episode with the beast boy sticky note so it all comes full circle folks next week's episode is called fallen all right, everybody. Uh, thank you for listening. I'm Trevor Drinkwater. I'm Jared Hoss. The Titans are back.